You are now listening to Our contestant is Carlos. His friends call him Los. Los? That's right. I, I do tend to explode only when by myself. What's the big deal? That she, she touched that? a man's trash can. Bro, right now I'm committing a Schedule 1 felony. Allegedly. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Dude, he's the mole, dude. <laughs> he's got be. the mole in the face of his cock, dude. He's fucking home like a home like a home. Mom, you are a horrible human being. She's being you know what? Why don't you die from breast cancer or something? Oh, you take wow. that back. That's usually, it's, hey, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. I'm also a Mormon. But in the event of an emergency, your regular exit might not be the quickest or safest way out. There's an emergency exit is painted on. There's no way out. There's no way out. Oh, that's right. Now is the time to open your mind. In our search for unknown, who knows what we will find? This is Emergency Exit. This is episode 82, and today is July 16, 2018. We are broadcasting to you again from our floating tin can. Far above the world. I am your host, Los. Follow me on Twitter at That's Right Los. Joining me as always and streaming us live to the universe the interwebs and working so hard for that follow on Twitter at fly in zombie Brandon the hard hat Mitchell how you doing today Brandon you're doing great oh, man. how the, are you hanging over there I do miss Nick um, Nick should be back next week he will be back off a tour to Murray so uh, that should be fun and, uh, and great hope you guys are having a good uh, Monday evening it's been another Monday for me, coming back into work after having a, a weekend. Just 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 a man and his weekend. A man and his weekend. Um, I wrote the show, which is quite a show we have. Oh, my goodness. Oh. oh, my goodness. Well, why don't I tell you guys about what's going on today? You're probably anxious. On today's program, it's the first of three episodes on speech freedom of speech more specifically. Are we free to say anything we want? What happens if someone doesn't like what you have to say? What you say can and will be used against you and anything you could anything you say could be presumed as perhaps hateful. Today we're going to talk about hate speech. We're going to discuss some Supreme Court cases involving speech implementing hate. Implicating hate. I just wrote this. I don't know why I can't even say it. <laughs> we'll also find out the consequences of offensive speech around the globe and find out the differences between hate and free speech. Plus, we're going to dive into universal health care in the news. But first, we got a brew world order. What's up? What's up, Andy? <sighs> it's the Today we have a pale mosaic. I think we've actually done this on the show before, but I don't remember, and it's been a long time, and we do this from time to time. We, I just wanted to grab something I know I've had before. I don't know if we've had it on the show before, but we're going to drink it again. It's pale, I don't even have to have it up because I've got it right here. So what is a pale mosaic? First of all, I'm just going to read what's on the can. Uh, it's a handcrafted beer by Hops and Grains Brewery here in Austin, Texas, right off of 6th Street there. That's where it ends, 6th Street there, uh, on the east side, of course. It's dank. Like weed, that's right. Rich and hoppy. I guess you can say that about weed too, except the hoppy part. And it's vibrant. It's 12 fluid ounces here. Uh, to get to the other side, 
uh, the other side, pieces to a puzzle, birds of a feather, cogs in a wheel, peas in a pod to get to the other side. You're already there. Oh, okay. That was cool. Yeah, man. That was real cool. Um, Brandon, do you have any, any, I was looking for the APV and shit on this, but I don't seem to see one. Well, you know, that's, that's funny. You should ask. Oh, here it is. Cause I've got it right here. What do you have there? Yeah, 5.9. 5.93 is what it actually suddenly oh, can. 5. So that's pretty cool. Hell yeah. So what about the IBU? Um, well, it's probably up there in the IBU cause it is a little bit more hoppier. Okay. Uh, so let's so go ahead. It's going to be higher. Let's what crack it open. What do you think it is? Oh shit. Let's see. You have the, the beer advocate on, right? Yeah. I'm looking at um, it. It's a scale of 1, uh, 0 to uh, 120 or 30, I think. Something like that. Um, I don't think it's the hoppiest, like, stash, so I think it's going to be, like, maybe 90 or 100 oh, IBU. Way too much. Half that. Really? Yeah. 50? 45. Really? Yeah. Okay. So as you can see here, guys, it's uh, don't look at the... The the <laughs> the branding on this cup, but it's a it's an unf it's a doesn't look like it's filtered all the way. Uh, it's cloudy steel, steel, like an unfiltered beer would be. Um, let's let's get let's get it going here. It's got this great fruity like grapefruit taste that I just love, almost like that Sculpin IPA. Almost tastes like Sculpin it IPA does, to me. It does taste like Sculpin. I, I Brandon, what do you think about now. this beer? Um, I'm not crazy about it. I'm going to try and match my um, review on what I did for Sculpin. I think I did like a 3.8. Don't try. You're ma trying to match it because well, it because it tastes very similar to it. It's very hoppy. I really don't know if I could down more than maybe three of those. Well, good thing we only got a six pack. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> my allotment. All right, and so would you say it was? Three, I'm going to give it a 3.8. 3.8. Yeah. Let me get another swig of this here. Take that. Get it out of your beard or your mustache. I've got this thing like where I can not get it in my mustache. You oh, know? you've learned you've learned the drink. So I've you, tried that, you got but, a but, I, well, I'm, but I'm too self-conscious to do that in public. Oh, uh, don't, be, I a, just, I just feel don't like be a I, pussy. I just feel kind of weird. I like this beer a lot. I like the, the, the grapefruit bitter taste of it that has almost like the, the rind of a... The grapefruit a bit. Oh, that's what it. Is. That's what it is that I taste. Um, definitely great. I'm gonna give this a four point three point three four point three five six seven eight. What do you think about that? Sure. All right. You go for that. <laughs> I like this beer a lot, and that was the Brew World Order. <sighs> oh man, here we go. It's the Brew World. <laughs> Freedom of speech. Man, we have a show for you today. Well, pop that image up. The First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution formed from the Bill of Rights guarantees the freedoms that many consider to be the essence of America. The, the, just not, not a cent, not a, a hint. The essence of America. That's right. The, the, mm, the, the shit. But when does that freedom end? I can't yell fire in a theater. I can't incite a riot. Uh, those are sort of obvious. Uh, and those could cause physical harm to someone. But what if the things you say are deemed as hateful or offensive? Uh, most people don't want to be hateful or cause harm. I certainly don't. You can't harm someone with words, can you? In this PC climate we are living in, it really does seem like words are sticks and stones, and yes, they break bones. But 
Did our forefathers have the foresight to see the nation they built become so infatuated with offensive language? President Washington wrote to officers of the army, March 15th, 1783, For if men ought to be precluded from offering their sentiments on a matter which may involve the most serious and alarming consequences, that can invite the consideration of mankind reason is of no use to us. The freedom of speech may be taken away, and dumb and silent we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. Insightful, man. And I think President Washington's trying to cement the idea that if any man is prevented from giving his view or opinion, especially if that opinion's crazy, and he says the most serious and alarming consequences, the like alarming consequences, like the world's going to end, or they're gay frogs, you know, society, or the way uh, Washington said it, mankind, they could easily forfeit and prevent such speech. And that is something he definitely believed in and i'm still going to deal i'm still going to fight for that freedom just like anyone f should benjamin franklin on printers and choice and press freedom so this here is an editorial franklin put out to sort of apologize for what is printed throughout the year it really just ends up being a lesson on how free speech works and how you might be thinking unreasonably about censorship uh, number seven down here we got it there number seven great that that is unreasonable to imagine printers approve of everything they print and to censor them on any particular thing. It is unreasonable, he says. It's unreasonable. And number eight down there, if you see that, and this is the most uh, important one, the imprinted one. It's important as well. <laughs> that if all printers determined not to print anything till they were sure that it would offend nobody, there would be very little printed. That's a pretty fucking cool thing to say there. This goes, what, what, what year did I say this comes out? I didn't even say it come, what year it comes out, but it, we're talking about 1700s, maybe early 1800s. If all printers were determined not to print anything... 1731. 1731. If they were... 31. Before... The Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Gazette. Wow. And this is before the independence, uh, yeah. Declaration of Independence, of yeah, course. apparently. All printers were determined not to print anything till they were sure it would offend nobody. There would be very little printed. And you'd live in a fucking echo chamber. You gotta have... That's a reason why you shouldn't unfollow your, your liberal friend or your Republican friend. Dep your right-leaning friend, your left... Depends on the side that you're on. You, like, uh... I do, well, I wanna, you need to hear that other side of exactly the Exactly what I'm trying to say. You know, Nick uh, got off of Facebook because he was so goddamn, he hated fucking all the right-wing shit he was fucking reading. And now he sits on Twitter where he can follow whoever he wants and sit in his little echo chamber of fucking <laughs> shit. Um, so that I get what he's trying to do. And now that way he doesn't have to be friends with his friends, you know? He can just <laughs> ra follow random people that Well, he, you don't have to be online friends with your friends. Of course you don't. Um... Andrew Bland says, you can yell fire in a theater, but not fire in a theater. <laughs> My man. The fact is, if uh, the fact is, what someone deems offensive, another wouldn't. So I ask, what decides or who decides what is hate speech? That's the big question here. And that's the uh, question I want to hear from you guys. Or I want to hear you answer that. Give us a call. The number is 830-875-0637 uh, again. 830-875-0637. 0637. Wonderful. Um, what is hate speech? Boom. The American Bar Association defines hate speech as speech that offends, threatens, or insults groups based on race, color, religion, national origin, sexual orientation, disability, or other traits. Other traits. Hmm. 
Okay. Um, pizza face. Uh, hey, hey, hey there, small brace dick. Face. Hey, hey there, dick. What were you saying there, Brandon? Brace face. Yeah, brace. What's up, brace face? Shit. <laughs> that is, I guess, uh, other traits. Uh, next one here we got here in the debate over hate speech versus free speech. Look at all these protesters here. Many Americans express a concern that the number one priority should be the well-being of the community and that a person's right to speech or right to freedom of speech rather can and should be limited if it poses a threat to that community's well-being. So let's play a quick game, you guys. Let's play hate speech or free speech. Yeah. What's up, four eyes? Hey, who said that about me? Shut up, pizza face. Fucking brace face. All right, let's play a little game. I'm not playing that game. All right, guys, check this out. So in October, uh, there's not a, it's not really a game, but here's an image. Boom. Uh, here's our website, uh, whatever we have here. In October of 1989, this is not too long ago, a group of young black men were hanging out in front of their apartment complex discussing the movie Mississippi Burning, in which a number of black people were beaten. As a young white boy walked past the complex and Todd Mitchell, who's, uh, I think it's your, your third cousin once removed there, uh, Emphasis Brandon. Emphasis on the removed, though. Yeah, once removed. Yeah, th that marriage just didn't work out very well. Uh, he was one of the group. He called out, y'all feel hyped up to move on some white people? And then he said, there goes a white boy. Go get him! And then he led his friends in an attack on the boy. The black men stole the boy's tennis shoes and beat him so badly he was in a coma for four days. Now I ask you, is this hate speech that he said? He says, y'all feel hyped up to move on some white people? There goes a white boy. Go get him. Is that hate speech or is that free speech? The answer? Free speech. It's free speech. Now, Mitchell was convicted on charges of aggravated battery in the circuit court, but because the jury ruled he had chosen the victim solely on race, the crime was elevated to the level of a hate crime. In this case, Mitchell's words were intended to incite violence against a person based on a trait or attribute, his race. Mitchell appealed his judgment, claiming the conviction violated his right to free speech. So the question of constitutionality in this case made its way to the U.S. Supreme Court in 1993, which held that the First Amendment does not bar the use of a person's speech as evidence to establish elements of a crime. Let me read that again. First Amendment does not bar the use of a person's speech as evidence to establish elements of a crime. In fact, such evidence is commonly used to prove a defendant's intent or motive as well as to determine relevancy of a certain of certain evidence or reliability of uh, re reliability of a witness's testimony the crime in Mitchell's case was aggravated battery not the words he spoke which he provoked his companions to engage in the crime so in this next clip I'm about to show you guys right here, Mitchell's lawyer explains even though he was guilty of the assault, he should not be punished for having racial bias against white people. By the Wisconsin case. Well, what happened was that uh, Todd Mitchell was convicted. He got two years for battery. Then two he years? got two more years because uh, he didn't... He, uh, had a bias against Caucasians. Ah, there it is. So he got two years for the battery, two years for the bias. Um, it went up to the Supreme Court of the state of Wisconsin. 
Supreme Court of the state of Wisconsin reversed his conviction in a five to two, very courageous decision and five said to that two. in very this country courageous. we punish conduct, punish him for the battery, punish him for the criminal act, but don't add any more time because he had a belief system which the state legislature decided was one that they didn't approve of. So the crime starts the second he places his hands on another human, not before. That would be considered conspiracy. Now, there is there are different laws, but in this case, he was not tried, tried for conspiracy. Um, he just was convicted of beating up a poor, defenseless white person based on a goddamn movie he watched. Jesus Christ, Murphy. Next image. 1977, Frank Collin, the leader of the National Socialist Party of America, the Nazis. Real Nazis announced that the party was planning a march through Skokie, Illinois, a predominantly Jewish community. What's up, Patrick, my man? Um, uh, what was I saying here? It was a predominantly Jewish community where as many as one in six citizens living in the town was either a Holocaust survivor or immediately related to one. <clears throat> oh, man, I freaking told myself I was going <laughs> to... You were going to get... You I wasn't were gonna so good at getting <clears throat> them all out before we yeah. went on. Well, in, anyways, is this hate speech or free speech? Answer! Hey, it's free speech, man. It's free freaking speech. The case referred to as the Skokie Affair, you got this up, boom, dealt with the swastika symbol in particular. And it determined that the symbol itself is protected by the First Amendment. That is an expression of free speech and that, as a symbol, it does not by itself embody the idea of fighting words, which we're going to get into later, or another word, hate speech. The Circuit Court of Cook County, Illinois, issued an injunction upon the group prohibiting them from wearing Nazi uniforms from openly displaying swastikas during their march. The ACLU challenged the injunction, arguing that it violated the marchers' First Amendment rights. In the end, the Supreme Court agreed the group was permitted to march. The Nazis were permitted to march because this is goddamn America. And just because we don't fucking like it doesn't mean they can't do it. I mean, that's free speech. God it's, it's damn a, it. It's a dual-edged sword. You have to allow It's a dual-edged sword. They ain't gonna tell you what. The notoriety of the case caused some ACLU members to resign, but to many others, the case has become uh, has come to represent the ACLU's unwavering commitment to principle, and that is very noble of them. Um, this is why I believed in the ACLU until a couple years ago, because they don't stick by that principle for neo-Nazis anymore. Uh, so here's an article from the ACLU, and it's called "Why We Must Defend Free Speech," and I'm going to read it from uh, towards the end here. Quote. Tolerating such speech reinforces harms that this nation has done to African Americans from slavery through Jim Crow to today's de facto segregation, uh, implicit bias, and structural discrimination. And still argues, uh, still some argue, uh, excuse me, and still others argue that while it might have been, it might have made sense to tolerate Nazis marching in Skokie in 1978, now, while white supremacists have find a, found a friend in the president himself, the power in, and influence they wield justify a different approach. Let me read that one more time. And still, others argue that while it might have made sense to tolerate Nazis marching in Skokie in 1978, now, when white supremacists have found a friend in the president himself, the power and influence they wield 
justify a different approach. So what, is the, what does that mean to you? Well, it means that we're not defending neo-Nazis anymore because they have a friend in the president who's the most powerful person in the country. So like, they don't want to piss him off? Is that is that what they're no? They're at? trying to they're they're using that as an ex, an excuse to not protect a uh, um a a group of people. Oh, okay. Fighting so for to, their to right not... for first for First Amendment rights. Okay. Now let me let me just ask you something hypothetical. Let me let me switch on the uh, the hard hat cam here. Hard hat cam. Yeah, we're gonna just make a little make a few clicks here. So if you're watching on Facebook, you can kind of see I'm coming in the conversation. I just want to see like. Now, you know that white supremacists have no good intentions for anybody aside, like, for white people. Right. Yeah, they want a... Now, I I am I, with you 100% on free speech, and they, they can say and do and all the, all the, like, they can say it, but, mm-hmm. like, everybody knows, like, they have malicious intent. They don't... They... They just want... They want a white America. Yeah, but they're not actively fighting. They're not active. They're just a bunch of posers. Are they, though? Because they are a bunch of fucking posers. there are congressmen and lawmakers in the, in the House of... Re- in these sp- in specific states that openly claim they are white supremacists and for a white America. Well, you know, there are going to be some people, uh, but the basic idea of what I'm talking about here is ACLU's... Undefense of some are they still American? Because they're an organization who claims to equal rights for everybody. Yes. It doesn't matter who you are. It but d- that's no, what I'm trying I, to say I, here. I get that argument, but it's you do like there is a little bit of cognitive dissonance when it's like, well, you're defending somebody's right to literally say if you are not white, you are below us. <sighs> now, I mean, you, that does conflict. I mean, because you're not like that. You don't believe those. Turn now, I mean, up or something. Am I not? You just don't sound loud enough. All right, maybe there you go. Maybe you need to listen to me harder. I can't hear you. you Am I penetrating my, your ear holes harder? Your hat's too hard. I'm sorry. Oh, is that what it is? So, uh, man, it does. Uh, there are going to be stupid people out sure, there, but exactly, they are. They, are they n- should still be defended on what. Listen, they're Listen, if to you say. were, if you were in the boat of the Nazis, which I know on the weekends sometimes you put on you don your white hood and you <laughs> like to go out there and burn some crosses and shit. But sure, why not? I'm trying to tell you well, when that they're made like, out of hickory, you they, st- really they still well. have a right to go out there and say that stuff. Now the crime starts uh, right when they start hanging people or fighting people well, that they start are way before then. <laughs> it doesn't start because they're saying I, oh, I hate niggers and fags, you know, like, come on, man. It's, it's, they are, they are just stupid redneck people sure, that sure. have no, have no sense of culture in their life. And yeah. they're probably really cool people, I guess, but their beliefs are dumb. No, exactly. I'm but with doesn't you. mean they can't go out there and say it. Sure, and I mean, doesn't mean that, that the ACLU and it doesn't mean that the ACLU, who's supposed to be the fighter for civil rights, mm-hmm. civil, civil liberties yeah. union, they they need to be fighting for everyone's civil rights, not just the ones who they think don't deserve it. Just like oh, I'm in this next one here, Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, Let's pop that one up. Guard. Boom. Caught me off guard there. Westboro Baptist Church. Now we all know these guys, man, as the fag. Uh, God hates fags people. Um, they picketed they the are. they picketed the 2011 military of military funeral of a soldier who was killed in Iraq. The father of the soldier sued Fred Phelps and his church for intentional infliction of emotional distress, and that's after the group protested his son's funeral with signs that carried such messages as "Thank God for dead soldiers" and "God hates the USA." Thank God for 
Oh man, those sound so fucking harsh, dude. Dude, <laughs> I don't. I defend their right for free speech a hundred percent, but holy fuck, is this free speech or hate speech? It's free speech. It, 100%, as much as you disagree with it, it's free speech. It, ding, 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 man. You guessed it. It's free yeah. speech. Ultimately, Phelps and his church prevailed as the Supreme Court ruled that the church was expressing their discontent with matters of public concern. Now, they weren't using the fighting words doctrine. Sure. They're not ever saying, you're going to hell. Well, they never specify one specific person. They don't. Mm-hmm. That's where they're And that's one thing I noticed, which if, if you're watching this stream, this uh, these pictures that are up, they were taken by uh, Los and I. That's from right. The um, the rally that they had, and let's. I want to talk more about more about this one. So we got Margie Phelps there. That's the one who we actually talked to on yeah. on our on our video. If you guys check it out, check it out on uh, YouTube. Yeah, we uh, we talked with her. Got a, got some really good insights from her. But you know, one thing I noticed, and I know we're kind of breaking away from this, but I do want to touch on this. One thing I noticed, um, when you're talking to anybody but her, we talked to quite a few people. When when they get to talking, you can tell like they are just they're brainwashed into this because their their eyes go they go into a thousand yard stare they're not but that's thinking because, about the words that they're articulating they're just they're reciting because they've had what, to say this every fucking sunday well, yeah, for 28 exactly. years they've yeah. been doing this now i mean what are your thoughts on them that besides the fact that they they follow the bible to the t and so they anyone that doesn't anyone else that follows the bible i ask you the the only thing one of the only things that they <clears throat> not the only thing, but one of the things that they are very adamant against are homosexuals. And I don't know the actual uh, Bible verse, but I know it goes something to the effect that man doesn't lie with mankind as it does with womankind. Um, basically, man doesn't lie with another man. Um, people that I've interviewed say, well, well, that's their interpretation of it. They're just interpreting it wrong. I ask, no, what is in- the right interpretation of that? Mm-hmm. It literally says, don't lay with another dude. I mean, I'm not a Bible-going guy. I love gays. I love... Uh, I'm not against it. But I'm for freedom of speech, so I'm all right with them talking about this stuff. And they're not doing anything wrong. Um, they're just warning you that... Th- now, what they're doing it by protesting people that die of AIDS, mm-hmm. which is a harsh thing. Like, let's say you got a br- blood transfusion and it had AIDS in it. Sure. And you died from it. Yeah. They're going to protest it because AIDS is a gay virus. Yeah. And that's what happens when you're gay. That's well, kind that of what they're it, doing, well, it was and they're warning down you from God to they're, punish. Us. They're also saying they're, they also say we're just warning you. Remember, he goes mm-hmm. uh, in the video. It says it's like, oh, you are just preaching hate, and he goes, we're preaching God's hate. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, and that's one thing that uh, the Thank Westboro you, Baptist Church and um, almost any atheist will tell you: God is not an all loving, caring entity. No, he's he a is smiter. an evil, he's a mother smiter, son of a bitch. That's right. And that's one thing both sides will tell you. And I think anybody who reads the oh, Bible dirty, will tell you, will agree with that. Horse. And like you said, they follow the Bible to the T. There are some religions who follow it, follow more areas of it, but everything so, that the bri- Bible teaches. Let me, let me ask you, so how can we hate them if they're just following the Bible to exactly what it says. Well, you can still hate them because it. I mean, they, yeah, you they're not you could, but because of what they... They're provoking people. Exactly, but are they protected under First Amendment? God damn it, as much as you hate and what to about fucking cops? say it... Didn't you tell me that the cops were all what? They were all off? They yeah, were... usually when they when they do protest, you know, shit like this, th- th- this is on their off time. This is their day off. They're getting, I mean, they're getting overtime, 
on it. So but I'll gladly go because there might be a fight to too. do that stuff. So you think that these you're like, oh man, bummer. These cops, man, they're man, they're already over their forty, man, and they're no, like, man, they're making bank. And doing you're like, this man, stuff. but they're they're making bank right now. And then I was like, man. Dude, they probably came out because they thought they'd be able to break up a fight or some shit. <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, adre- nah. adre- adrenaline junkies. Right. Anyways, <laughs> I continue on here. Um, no, but yeah, as much as as, as much as you hate to, to say it, they are within their right to say what they're saying. Yes, absolutely. They have absolute free speech until they say that, yeah, well, like it says, your pastor is a liar. Well, they can prove that because in their Bible it says no women Yeah, no preachers. women preachers. And they're like, how am I lying? Like, how are we lying? Mm-hmm. It says right here. It says right here. Like, so, <laughs> like, please tell me why we're wrong about this. Well, the Bible's wrong, but you guys also <laughs> read the Bible too. But you're interpreting it wrong. But what is different about this? I don't know. So while the church's <laughs> messages may be considered as hate speech by the majority, the court ruled that it had to take into account all the details of the situation in order to issue a proper ruling, which included what it uh, what was said where it was said, and how it was said. Considering all these elements together changes the landscape of the issue at hand. Next here, I'm going to play you a clip of when we actually filmed with the Westboro Baptists in Austin. I talked to a counter-protester that seemingly hates the Westboro Baptists and thinks they don't have a right to protest. Church. Okay, Westboro is well known for protesting veterans' funerals, mm-hmm. the LGBT community. My sister happens to be gay. Oh, uh, I don't care what you do in life. You have a right to it. Pause. I don't care what you do in life. You have a right to it. He just said that. Sure. Go ahead. I believe that as and well. They don't have a right to come out here and bother these people. <laughs> okay. These are church going people. All right. People- Stop right there. So I just wanted to show you guys the hypocrisy of this guy right here. I love you. You're a great guy. You, you're doing great. But when you say that someone doesn't have a right to do it, you, you're not thinking right. I see that your friends... I asked him. I later asked him, go ahead and play a little bit more of that. Go ahead and just turn that on and play yeah. it. Yeah, but Jesus told us to forgive those. And, you know, he who cast the first stone should right. live in a glass house. And you believe in the Bible? Yes, Is I do. Is that in I'm the Bible? Excellent. Uh, do you believe everything that's in the Bible? Yes, I do. So, do you, are you, you disagree with Westboro, but they follow the Bible completely. Their version of the Bible. Their All right, version stop. of the Bible. Their version of the Bible. Now, hang on. Do do they use their own specific version They're of the using, Bible? Because I, as far as I know, they don't. I, I think that they're all straight up Old Testament, straight up. Only Old Testament? I, well, they say so that they're no the primitive light. ones. I'm sure they probably know the new and whatever. I'm not that fucking versed in my in my in my Christianity or baptism. Well, I know there's the King James version. There's like the new. Well, that one's yeah. That one's the weirdest one because um, it was literally like retranslated from where it was from and mm-hmm. it could have like put a lot of stuff to try to sort of please well, it was it was king the, james who did, uh, who was God you damn know it. i told myself i wouldn't do that yeah, that's fine moving on uh let's see uh Clara says you're also referencing uh, referencing old testament men shouldn't lie with other men because procreation it also says you shouldn't eat pork because pork made people sick and it's a fucking yeah it's well no they also like if it doesn't have split hooves uh, what was the other? That's kosher, I think. I'm thinking. It has to have split split hooves, and then it be, like way beyond it, my knowledge. Like eats its own cud, chud, or something. Really? I just looked it up recently. It's like, yeah, it needs to eat its, it. Like regurgitates its own chud. Am I, and am has I split making, hooves. Am I making this up? And if you're listening on Facebook out there, and please forgive my ignorance, but if I'm wrong, let me know that um, Islam, you know, Muslims, that they don't eat pork because 
for some reason, Muhammad was disturbed by a pig when he was in the middle of one of his seven prayers during the day. Or is that is that fault? Because that's in my mind somewhere. That could be wrong. It probably is wrong. As I said, please forgive my ignorance, but somebody let me know. <laughs> Los, do you know? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, it sounds nice what you're saying there. Uh, I mean, it seems reasonable. Um, let's move on here. Yeah, moving so on. So who decides what is free speech? As I brought this up in the first... Uh, let's read, actually, uh, what Coach has to say. It yeah. also depends on... if Before we follow, uh, before we move on. Sure. It also depends on if you follow all the teachings, which would technically include the scrolls that didn't make the original Bible. Uh, I think I, I'm reading that out of context somewhere. Uh, <clears throat> bottom line is, is that they follow it to whatever T that they have it to, literal translation... Um, they are, they are just out there warning people. That's why they, and we mentioned this, I don't know if we mentioned it in the video, but I do ask how they do make their money mm -hmm. and it's through, I don't know if we say, but it's through lawsuits really. They don't make much money through the church. There's only like 70 people in the well, church. Well, they live a very, very modest life. Very frugal. <laughs> very frugal. Very frugal. I love, I love how when you asked her, like, so when you guys go on tour, you like on tour and she kind of like paused and like, what? What? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was thinking of it like, because they're in Austin, you know? They're, they're a band or yeah. something. The they're Westboro. Traveling, <laughs> traveling, traveling gypsies. How many people would at least show up to that thinking that you guys are uh, the, the God hate they're track a traveling people? band. And then you go, holy shit, these guys are a really good band, you know? What hey, if, next time they come to town, but we'll, they don't <laughs> we'll just get insider information. We'll build them as a band and we'll make money off of them. We'll make the sell tickets to yeah. the <laughs> $2 a head. And then we'll donate the money to some of the people that they hate on. Or we can use it to pay for some of the hosting costs that we pay for Emergency Exit Podcast. So if you really enjoy our content, which I feel that we're getting really better at, feel free to contribute at least this to episode our, uh, to our donate button on That's our right. uh, website, emergencyexitpodcast.com. That's right. Back to this uh, thing here. Uh, wait. Plug. Well, before we get back into it, I got another one from Coach here. Pork and the Quran. Quote, forbidden to you for food are dead meat, Flood, the flesh of swine, and that on which hath been invoked in the name of the other than Allah. Am I reading that right? That Forbidden right. to you are dead meat flood. I don't know what flood is. Forbidden to you for food. You can't eat flood? I guess if it dies in a flood? Okay. The flesh of a swine and that but on why? which had been invoked in the name of other but why, than okay. Allah. But why a pig? That's what I'm saying because I feel that I've had a very detailed conversation with a with a Muslim, and he told me the way backstory about that's why. Well, I, you know, this sounds like a good idea for another topic. We can talk sure. about uh, what Muslims believe in the Quran. Sure. Um, we can answer a lot of questions. Maybe we can find ourselves a Muslim to get on. We uh, find a and, resident uh, Muslim. Uh, it doesn't have to be Muslims. Just someone who believes in Islam. Uh, believe, uh, follows that's a, Islam. That's a Muslim. No, 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 no. Well, Muslim is a follower of Islam. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> I know I'm right. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, yeah, Muslims are not Muslims. If yeah, they're from like Muslim. Islam is the religion <laughs> of a Muslims. Follower of it, it's sorry it doesn't work out. Christianity and Christian. Yeah, it doesn't work out so that your way. Your brain has to. That's work a why I'm bit. so confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who decides? What is hate speech? And the answer isn't easy. Like I said, what someone thinks isn't offensive could be offensive to someone else. 
So that being said, we sometimes can take our granted uh, our freedom for granted. So let's look at some other countries and how they have dealt with hate speech. <clears throat> so Dutch, Article 137C in their Dutch law, number one, he who publicly, orally, or by writing or an image intentionally offensive about a group of people, by their race and all the other shit, their being gay or their physical, uh, physical or physiological mental disorder. It's just a bunch of shit. You're gonna go. You're gonna go to jail for a year. Uh, 137D, he publicly, orally, or in writing or image incites hatred or discrimination against people or violent actions against a person or good of people because of their race, their, their religion, blah, blah, blah. They get uh, two years. Uh, no, one year. It does not exceed one year. So, you know, if you want to... still a long time for voicing your fucking opinion. Well, you know, and if you you can make it worth it, too, you know. This guy really pissed my fucking shit off and... But but you shouldn't have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You should be able to go up to that motherfucker and, and say, say, you, you know screwed what? me. I think you are a fucking selfless shit fuck who could not blah, 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 blah. Well, well, well. I knew you were going to do that. Shit face. There you go. Shit face. Holy fuck. Oh, and uh, not have to worry about legal repercussions. Uh, what's up, Kurt? You still on there? We got ger German censorship. Freedom of expression. This is German, by the way. Freedom of expression is granted by Article 5 of the Basic Law for the Federal Republic of Germany. You need to read it in a German accent. Oh, man. <laughs> Which also states that there <laughs> is no censorship and that freedom of expression I don't know how to do the expression. Oh, do they do that? Expression may be limited Soviet. by law. The press is regulated by the law of Germany as well as all 16 states of Germany. The most important and sometimes controversial regulations limiting speech and the press can be found in their criminal code. I'm going to give you a couple of those. Insult is punishable. Satire and similar forms of art enjoy more freedom. Like us, we would be able to enjoy our freedom sure. of talking about shit. Yeah. But... You got to have respect for human dignity. That's a big part. Like, you just got to know, like, okay, like, if, like, obviously they're entitled to do something, but if it's in poor taste, poor class, you just got to kind of write them you off. You can't know. Human dignity, you can't call someone on their bullshit. You can't get oh, rid of Oh, is that their... what that means? Well, dignity. Think about it. Like, Oh, uh, dude, I'm all gonna... about calling people on their bullshit. Well, that's what, that, that's what I interpret that. A human dignity. Like, you're going to get rid of someone's dignity. Like, oh, they believe that this magic wand heals them or something. You're going to be like, no, that's bullshit, you cocksucker. Like, <laughs> but you can't do that to him because that's getting rid of his... Hu you got to have respect for his human dignity. Okay. I don't know. that. We might have to come back to that yeah, one. Yeah, give me up what if you're wrong. What is human dignity? Uh, malicious, here's another one. Malicious gossip and def, uh, defamation. Uh, utterances about facts opposed to personal judgment are allowed if they can be, if they are true and can be proven. So, you know, in our culture right now where we're seeing a lot of people kind of jump on you for giving facts or statistics, like for instance, a black person is not more likely to be shot by a cop, but more likely to be shot by another black person. Now, that could be considered hate speech in some countries, but this is something that it's true and can be proven by FBI statistics. Um, number three, or we're not numbering them, hate speech may be punishable if against segments of the population in a manner that is capable of disturbing the public peace. So if you go out there in, in a crowd and you stir up a crowd somehow, you're gonna, that's, not, that's not permitted. Um, this includes racist agitation and anti-Semitism. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Holocaust denial is punishable. Uh, use of symbols of un unconstitutional organizations, such as the swastika, is banned. Disparagement of federal 
disparagement of the federal president, uh, the states, and its symbols. You can't say shit about the federal president in Germany. Could you imagine if we had that law in America? Half the country would go to jail or get fined. Uh, rewarding and approving crimes. And that one seems like you really shouldn't, but um, how would that work with uh, like true crime podcasts? Now, are they rewarding or approving crimes by telling the story of crimes? No, but they're definitely... <laughs> Edit point. No, but they're definitely <laughs> benefiting from the you know, the nature of these crimes. Especially if they're making money. Um, if you're insulting of faith, so you can't make fun of any religious cults. South Park is a good example of that. Yes, uh, we wouldn't have South Park. Uh, the last one, dissemination of pornographic writings. So... No Playboy. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, well, writings. Maybe like no graphic writings. So maybe more or less the Playboy reader mail. Dear Playboy. Well. Or Dear Hustler or whatever it is. I took your advice. Hey, Canada, eh? In Canada, freedom of speech is generally protected under Section 2 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, eh? The criminal code, however, limits these freedoms and provides several forms of punishable hate speech. The form of punishable hate speech considered encompass fighting words, which is identified in Section 319A. Uh, not A, not 319A, but 319A. Oh, okay. <laughs> Big difference there. That might lead somebody Public to go Public incitement else. of hatred. Everyone by whom is... Uh, cons uh, God damn it, I was doing such a good Canadian one at one point. Everyone uh, who, by communicating statements in a public place, incites hatred against any identifiable group which incite, uh, where such incitement is likely leads to breach of the peace. Basically, they have the, the fighting words doctrine mm -hmm. in Canada. Um, and in Canada, oh, shit, I can't remember the, the comedian's name. but Justin he, Thoreau. No, uh, uh, there was a guy who was singing Kung Fu Fighting in a bar. Oh, and I heard about that. Yeah. Some guy walked by, and some Asian yeah, guy. Yeah, he was walking by and thought it was offensive, and he ended up getting, like, the guy jail got time fine. or yeah, something. Jail time or fine. I can't remember exactly, but he got in trouble for just singing... Kung Fu fighting. Man, I'm glad that we live in America. Isn't it great to be in America? Yeah, because I heard that song today, and you know the intro. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, yes, yes. And I definitely sang along. To Captain Everybody was on the job side. That's what, that's go, what go, we do. Go and find that video. We're going to need that for Fighting Words Doctrine. Um, uh, let me tell you, well, in the meantime, uh, Australia, I'll tell you about their little shit. Police can issue on-the-spot fines for offensive language used towards them and overhood, uh, overheard in their presence. So they don't even, they just need to be like, yeah, I heard you say it or overheard you say it. Yeah. Fines and possible imprisonment can happen for using offensive language near or within hearing of a, of a public place or school. These words include cunt, fuck, or any other language deemed offensive. That's now, I it. will say that cunt in Australia is more freely used. Goddamn right. Dude, I would love if if it were socially acceptable cunt. more to use the they word said like cunt. This, cunt. Yeah, cunt. 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 Australia. Dude, I love using the word Police cunt. When, cunt when I'm issue. at work and something is not mi not working right, it's a fucking cunt. Cunt. You fucking cunt. Yeah. You, f you fucking cunt. You're coming across like a complete twat. That's one of my go-to <laughs> words. Twat is probably not one of my most All right. Words. So United States, we do have somewhat of a, a speech. I mean, like I said, you can't say f you can't yell fire in a theater. You can say you can yell fire in a theater. 
<laughs> you can totally say that, yeah. as Andy Blanton what pointed out earlier. What if the name earlier. of the movie was Fire in a Theater? They'd be like, what do we do? We can't go. we got to wait for it to go on Blu-ray. It, it would be like Macbeth or something. You're not allowed to say the name of it in in the establishment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on here. In the United States uh, and the Fighting Words Doctrine. Uh, in the United States, we have a case that's similar to what we see in modern protest every fucking day of the protest. The Supreme Court first developed the Fighting Words Doctrine in the case of Walter Chepinski in four- 1942. Chepinski, a Jehovah's Witness, was distributing religious literature on the streets of Rochester, New Hampshire. Apparently, several citizens complained about Chepinski's comments. Some alleged that he was denouncing all religion as a racket. A city marshal named Bowering confronted Chepinski and warned him that people are getting restless with his activities. He's like, dude, come on, man. Like, I get you. You believe in Jehovah's Witness, but man, people are getting sick of it. And so Chapinsky then allegedly said to Bowering, quote, you are a goddamn racketeer, a damned fascist, and the whole government of Rochester are fascists or agents of fascists, unquote. Well, Chapinsky was charged and convicted under a city ordinance that prohibited people in the public from calling others they encountered, quote, any offensive or derisive names. Chapinsky claimed that the city law violated his First Amendment. I can kind of agree. Uh, the Supreme Court disagreed in a unanimous opinion in Chapinsky versus New Hampshire, writing, It is well understood that the right of free speech is not absolute at all times and under all circumstances. There are certain well-defined and narrowly limited classes of speech, the prevention and punishment of which has never been thought to raise any constitutional problem. These include lewd and obscene, the profane, the libelous, and the insulting or, quote-unquote, fighting words. Those which, by their very utterance, inflict injury or tend to incite an immediate breach of the peace. It has well been observed that such utterances are no essential part of any exposition of ideas and are such of a slight social value as a step to truth any benefit may be derived from them is clearly outweighed by the social interest in order, t- in, in order and morality. Uh, quote, Resor- a resort to epithets or personal abuse is not in any proper sense communication of information or opinion safeguarded by the Constitution. Makes sense, right? Let me read that again there. Personal abuse is not any proper sense communication of information or opinion that's safeguarded by the Constitution. And its punishment as criminal act would raise no question under that instrument. That was the ruling there. Chapinsky also argued that applying the statute to him violated the First Amendment because the state had not shown that the epithets were used as true fighting words. The court rejected that argument, writing that, quote, argument is unnecessary to just to demonstrate that the appellations of uh, the appellations of damn racketeer and damn fascist are epithets to likely provoke the average person to retaliation and thereby, uh, thereby cause a breach of the peace. Boom, check out this Trump image here. This is going on every Trump rally. Calling someone a fascist, it's straight up fighting words. Straight up fighting words. Look at this. And you see this everywhere. I showed you guys some pictures earlier. I'm showing you this one. Um, in all in all fairness, it's probably um, Photoshop to say that. 
However, I've seen them in I've seen them in real life. They look just like that. I, I assure you, they're out there. We've seen it. We filmed them, Brennan and I. If Trump comes out there and sees that, he could easily point at these people and say, "Those are fighting words. That is not protected speech." Guess what? Out of all the things that you can say out there, this is not protected speech. Calling someone a fascist, a bigot, a racist, something you can't prove is <laughs> libelous and fighting words. You can go to jail for such things, and you can, if it goes as far as the Supreme Court, it's probably not going to go far. Because although the court seemingly cur curtailed the fighting words doctrine in later decisions, which means they... Yeah, people have been in trouble for this before, and they've ignored this decision and let uh, instead of citing it as this is the way that we should be doing things because obviously this is shitty. You can't you should be able to call someone a damn racketeer and a damn fascist. Absolutely. Uh, but this is the one instance in our American judicial system where free speech was impeded. Um, in, in many other instances, this is just one of them. And like I said, um, they curtailed the fighting words doctrine in later decisions, but it's never overturned the Chapinsky decision, so it still remains in effect. It's crazy, man. Um, how, how can you see that kind of stuff? Go ahead and knock that thing down. Having the freedom speech, having the freedom of speech, also includes the freedom to hate. If we ban certain words because it hurts someone's feelings, we wouldn't speak at all. Same thing that uh, Benjamin Franklin said, except for print. I'm not going to suppress my independent thoughts and my movements just because someone might be bothered by it. Howard Stern was breaking down this barrier of language in the 90, 80s and 90s. I remember growing up and my dad would listen to him and he'd be like, you shouldn't be listening to this. But we'd listen to it anyways and he'd say the the naughtiest fucking shit. I remember the TV show. Oh, oh, the you e talk about a preview prepubescent hard hat and one thing i knew uh, so yeah here's something if you guys ever it's probably not it doesn't apply to anyone because everyone has free uh, porn hub but back in the day that's how you got your rocks off you you would stay up a little later oh, watch e-network and watch howard stern show oh yeah and they would have the blurry titties but if you if you if you were an 11 you, or 12 year old kid, no 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 I'll, I'll tell you all you kids that are watching you you keep one eye closed and you kind of unfocus it Mm -hmm. And you you can oh, get a curve of boob. You can get away the, the you, mosaic. You can get away from the mosaic. I for remember a moment. probably one of my my best memories of watching the Howard Stern was um, when they had this one porn star. God damn it! I wish I can remember her name. I'm sure you could find it, but she was riding a Sibian. Oh uh, well, they the all do that, and that's a that's a beauty thing. Well, man. then it could have been any one any one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, he was pushing the boundaries, like I said, of Hell what yeah. you can say and what you can get with. So let's go and put up a little clip up here from his movie, Private Parts. This is what I'm. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about right here. Ask you to fill in the blank, okay? Now I want you to listen carefully. God, I miss fucking Howard Stern. He's shitty now. Is blank Willow, blank yeah. Willow. Let's go over to Miss Brett Summers right now. Now, Brett, what did you have for us, blank Willow? The only thing on my mind, Gene, was, was pussy. pussy. <laughs> 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 All right, kind of, kind of. Uh, we don't want to get a copyright thing here. But that's, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Back then, that stuff wasn't uttered. You couldn't say the seven dirty words on the air. Now you can say shit on the air. You can say goddamn on the air. It's crazy. Uh, you know, he eventually But you won can't say ass. You can say ass. No, you can't. Yes, Not you on can. FCC airwaves. Well, there are some. E well, or whatever. <laughs> I've heard ass plenty of times, especially in music. You can okay, hear maybe it. it's ass, but not asshole. 
You can't say asshole. Okay. That's Assholes what it is. All, yeah, when you put the hole but, in there. But they bleep out the hole. Yeah, you can say ass, but you can't say. Erp. That's always weird to me. And then also the fact that, you know, like bitch is more allowed than. Well, because it has shit. a different meaning. Uh, like that's what he was. That's what Howard was doing with this bit. He was saying like words have so many different meanings. And like the one that was banned can be used. It can be still set on the air, and this is how we're going to do it. And this is, yeah. Blank no, a doodle do. Yeah. Or, you know, you don't want to let the pussy willows get cl- too close to the kumquats. How dare you say that? Yeah. Holy Them shit. Them fighting words. Shit. <laughs> how dare you talk to me like that? So, like I said, he eventually won that speech uh, battle because nobody was getting physically hurt. And that's the difference between speech and where it ev- uh, escalates into assault. It's when you assault somebody. And uh, we see in the Wisconsin versus Mitchell case that just you saying something is a whole different ball game compared to you actually doing something. You can call people whatever you want and call them, but the second you touch, cause harm, or rob someone of their liberties, you have crossed the line. And in the case of uh, Chepinski, he was just he just said something. He sh- that should be overturned. And if uh, some if our new uh, who was it uh, uh, Kavanaugh. If our new Supreme Court uh, judge Kavanaugh, maybe we can overturn this uh, Chapinsky decision because obviously it's a shitty decision. Anyways, what I really want to get down to here is uh, tell you this here: something that it's been lost. I don't hear this anymore. I'm, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing this back, and you're bringing it back too, sure. Brandon. Let's do it. I don't agree with what you're saying, but I will fucking die for the right for, the for right you to for say you it. to say it. Goddamn right. Yeah. We need to get back to this line of thought. Yeah. You should never try to silence someone because of what they believe. No. No. The rope that we give them will most likely hang them later. <laughs> Think about the flat earthers. Yeah. They're hanging on by a thread right now. And one of these days, they're going to literally fall right off the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Good believe one. I wrote I like that. I can't I like believe that. I wrote that. Good one. We're going to play a video here to play us out produced by the produced by the wonderful minds at PragerU. I really recommend that you guys check out PragerU. It's uh, produced by Dennis Prager. Um, beautiful man. Um, uh, he's a religious person and for me I used to really hate religious people. I fucking hated them. As I get older, they have great just because I don't believe what they believe, I I I like that they believe in something. It shows it's that respectful that they have the the discipline to believe in something that a lot of physically people, can't prove. Well, no, not even that, but just that, that so many people are against. So it's like when I meet somebody who wholeheartedly believes something, I've got nothing but respect, even if I disagree with that, because you've constantly got people that come at you like conflicting what you believe in. But you fucking hold firm. You stand tall in what you believe and hate like. That's it, fucking amazing. And listen, and uh, if you're prevented from doing that or you don't do it, as George Washington said, our free speech can be taken away and we can be led to the slaughter like fucking sheep, dude. Yeah. Uh, Coach says here, Rob being a military guy is okay with freedom of speech and whatever anyone wants to say. He just wish it, wishes people thought more before they spoke. He is proud to fight for the freedoms we do have, and I am proud, and I am proud that he's an American, and I'm proud that he... Uh, fights for our country on a daily basis thank you Mm -hmm. rob you are a american hero yeah and i'm gonna sing this for you 
And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the man who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And I fan her till to here But there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA. Yeah. Whew. That is for so, all uh, the Americans out there. You had a video you wanted to go to, right? Well, before I do play that video, we are not done with freedom of speech. No, there is absolutely not. Absolutely not. There is another attack happening right now on our freedom of speech. It's not hate speech. It's political correctness. The term has come to refer, uh, well, the term has come to refer to avoiding language or behavior that can be seen as excluding, marginalizing, or insulting groups of people considered disadvantaged or discriminated against, especially groups defined by sex or race. Ironically, it's another form of oppression brought on by Marxism in order to exclude, marginalize, and insult groups that they often seem as offensive. Uh, it's the very thing they're trying to abolish. So we will explore political correctness next week. We're going to tell you where it originates and how we are observing it today. In the meantime, we're going to play you out with this uh, video by PragerU. Does free speech offend you? Speech. The ability to express yourself. It it's In a cherished meantime, idea, as well it should be. Most of us who live in liberal Western you. democracies think of it as a basic human right. People have fought and died for it. But now we may be in danger of losing it. The threat is not coming from without, from external enemies, but from within. A generation is being raised not to believe in freedom of speech, but rather that they should have freedom from speech, from speech they dislike. This is a threat to both pluralism and democracy itself. We see this in Europe, where sensitivity-based censorship attempts to ban anything deemed hateful or even just hurtful, and to ban criticism of religion, especially Islam. But the United States, despite its strong constitutional protections in the Bill of Rights, is far from immune from the rising trend of suppression of speech, or what is sometimes called political correctness. This is especially true at America's colleges and universities, the place where our future leaders are educated and where you'd expect speech to be the most free. Highly restrictive speech codes are now the norm on campus, not the exception. According to a study by my organization, the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, FIRE, 54% of public universities and 59% of private universities impose politically correct speech codes on their students. And thanks to recent Department of Education guidelines, 100% of colleges may adopt speech codes in the coming years. How bad is it? At a public campus in California on Constitution Day in 2013, a student who also happens to be a decorated military veteran was told he could not hand out copies of the Constitution to his fellow students. The objection from the university was not ideological, it was out-of-control bureaucracy imposing limits on speech. That same day, another college student in that same state was told he could not protest NSA surveillance outside of a tiny free speech zone. 
an area that comprised only 1.37% of the campus. Months later, college students in Hawaii were told both they could not hand out the Constitution to their fellow students and that they could not protest NSA policies outside the school's free speech zone. Fire took these colleges to court, but the fact that we had to shows you how bad it has become. Recently, students and sympathetic faculty have joined forces to exclude campus speakers whose opinions they dislike. At FIRE, we call this disinvitation season, although the season lasts all year round. Since 2009, there has been a major uptick in the push by students and faculty to get speakers they dislike disinvited. These speakers have included former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, the Somali-born feminist and critic of Islam, Ayan Hirsi Ali, and the director of the International Monetary Fund, Christine Lagarde. And that's only the obvious part of the disinvitation problem. Few conservative speakers are invited to speak at colleges lest they have to be disinvited later. The newest threat to speech comes from so-called trigger warnings, alerts that warn students that they are about to read or hear something that triggers a negative emotional response. A 2014 New York Times article cited the example of a Rutgers student requesting trigger warnings for the classic American novel The Great Gatsby because it, quote, possesses a variety of scenes that reference abusive misogynistic violence, unquote. Recently, Oberlin College attempted to institute a policy that heavily encouraged the faculty to avoid difficult topics and to employ trigger warnings as a means of making classrooms safer. Safety has been watered down to essentially mean the right to always feel comfortable. New demands for trigger warnings are popping up on campuses across the country. Add in popular academic theories that encourage students to scrutinize speech for microaggressions, any statement that might be construed as racially insensitive, classist, sexist, or otherwise un-PC, and it's clear that campuses are teaching students to police what they say. This is precisely the opposite of what is needed. Our society needs candor, and it needs freedom of speech, not freedom from speech. Intellectual comfort is not a right, nor should it ever be. Not if we want freedom of speech, let's just call it freedom, to survive. I'm Greg Lukianoff, president of the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education for Prager University. That's right. You guys want to check out some more of that video, go to uh, YouTube and search Does Free Speech Offend You? It's uh, produced by PragerU, which is a great organization, um, great thinkers. Uh, man, we're talking about Ben Shapiro. I've seen uh, Adam Carolla, who's someone I've listened to since I was 15 years old. Listen, we're talking about going all the way back to uh, when he was on Loveline with Dr. Drew, which, oh, by the way, I remember that he still does that show with Dr. Drew, but they it's on his podcast called Dr. Drew and uh, Adam uh, Adam and Dr. Drew Show, which I also recommend. Anyways, you ready to do some news, buddy? Let's do it. All right, let's do this. And Elise is going to come crash that studio with us soon. That's right. Just Nick and Brandon. No, Los and Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
universal basic income. That's another word for socialism. It's going to be tested in California next year in hopes that people won't fall behind. A hundred people from California's foreclosure capital, which is also known as Stockton, uh, gets $500 a month for 18 months. So here's a article from, an article from Daily Mail. Uh, it's a UK, um, whatchamacallit, because the UK, I, I trust them more than some uh, American news sources these days. Um, but you can go ahead and check the source. They're not biased or anything. So, quote, Stockton, California will become the first city in the country, or excuse me, in the county to participate, because it's not, oh, it is country country because there's an r there stockton california will become the first city in the country to participate in a test of universal basic income in which a hundred residents will be given five hundred dollars a month with no strings attached this program aims to create a level of income that no one will fall beneath by providing impoverished residents a a regular sum of money that they can use on anything they wish, be it food, clothes, gas, or starting a new venture like uh, a porno company or a weed company, you know, whatever. Those behind the program believe it can go a long way to give people enough support to try out new ideas like uh, uh, worm farms or uh, (laughs) we've got worms. Uh, You just go straight dumb and dumber. Uh, this is weird, man. They're going to give people money, impoverished people, so people that already don't make enough money. So I, I, I want to say that it's probably going to be for like families, single parent families. That'll probably do some real good for them. I don't know if it's going to make them any extra money or anything. I think it's just a way of giving poor people more money. The reality is that people will spend their money in every way imaginable, even to the point of not having any more money. Uh, what if they gamble all their money away? How will this help someone addicted to pain pills? How will this stop the homelessness? What that money needs to go to is mental health centers. Instead of having uh, San Francisco has like the fourth worst population, uh, biggest population of homeless people. Don't they have like over a, like a million? California's people? got the most homeless people in the country. It's crazy. And I I think the 3,000 people here in Austin is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. I mean, it is. In a first world country that we live in, homelessness is unacceptable. Let's do a video where we talk to the homeless. Dude, I want to. Let's go talk to them and see why they're out there. Yeah. Let's get a good, let's get a good feeling. So instead of being jerks and going, they're drug addicts. No, because I mean, yes, there are some. Let's find out. But there's a lot of people you just, you hear their story and you'll find out why. And it's, it's fucked up. You know, nobody wants to live on Maybe the Maybe we can make a game out of it. You know, Howard Stern made this game called The Homeless Game, or uh, J- and I think it was just called The Homeless Game, where they would ask the homeless, like, simple questions, and it, they would play it for you. You know, you'd have a guest of peop- uh, guest people coming in, and they play the, what uh, what color, what two colors make purple? And they ask this guy, and you're get, you're, you have to guess if he knows oh, it or not. Oh, you got it right. So <laughs> sort of like the That's Right game. It, well, it's sort of like the That's Right game, but it's the fucking homeless game, which was stolen by Jay Leno, by the way. Oh, The God jaywalking game. Oh, is that the same? It was much totally the same stolen thing? from fucking Howard Stern. That's why Howard Stern hates uh, Jay Leno. Anyways, generally, homeless people have a social problem that led them to being a permanent metropolitan camper. I made that up. Permanent metropolitan camper. 
an sort urban of an outdoorsman. I, I wanted to say like an urban uh, urban camper. Something that was too too metro. I wanted to say an urban outdoorsman. An, yeah, there you go. That's nice. Whether it be an irresponsible with money, mental illness, or an addiction to the drug of your choice, people can't help but make poor decisions, and just giving them money doesn't help. There's no incentive when you give some something for free already. There's no incentive for when you give something for free already, right? No. Uh, plus, you'll do the bare minimum, uh, which is like showing proof that you filed out, uh, you filled applications and looked for work just to keep that money. You're gonna do the bare minimum. There will well, and that's the problem with socialism is it doesn't account for human laziness. <laughs> it doesn't. Let me tell you guys about something that happened in Finland at the beginning of 2017. Finland launched a trial of universal basic um, <clears throat> income. income at the beginning of 2017, where 2,000 unemployed people will receive about $665 a month for two years. Researchers will assess how the free money affects uh, recipients' incentive to work and the Finnish government. They're not finished. They're just getting started. Government hopes it might reduce bureaucracy, bu bureaucracy in the existing welfare system. Um, I do have an update. Do you have image 16? Mm, not yet. Um, yeah, get, get image 16 going. There's an update here in a second. But yeah, Finland is totally going oh. with this right now. As, as up? A, it's up. So image, uh, update. So we have, it's for, this happened in March of 2018. The Finnish government has decided not to expand a limited trial in paying people a basic income. Oh. We're talking about a year later, they're going, we're Wasn't such a good idea. The Finnish said, we're Finnish with that. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for listening. This has been another episode of Emergency Exit. You know, we have a lot of fun here, man. And we want you guys to be more involved in the show. I want to hear you guys uh, give us some emails. If you guys are fans of the show and you guys want a koozie, uh, you guys want a t-shirt printed with our logo on it, send us a t-shirt. We're not going to make t-shirts. We're going to just, you send us your t-shirt and we'll print it for you because that's how we're doing things. And we won't charge you anything but uh, a smile. Yeah. What do you guys think about free speech? What does free speech mean to you? Should you be able to say anything you want? Hell yeah. I think so. It's the reason why we do what we do right now. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, give us an email if you guys have any sort of thoughts on free speech. Anything that you guys want us to talk about, uh, you guys can email us, email us at emergencyexitpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at emexpod. You can follow me on Twitter at That's Right Los. You can follow Nick at Rider Guitar. You can follow Brendan at Fly Letter N Zombie. Man, you need the new you need a new handle. So I think Brandon's gonna get a new handle. We should put up a Twitter poll. So for Brandon the Hardhat Mitchell, I'm your boy Los saying free speech and That's right. Thank you guys for joining.